Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. Hey, what's going on, high school? How y'all doing? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's try that one more time. Let's try that one more time. High school, how are y'all doing? Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Tonight, man, I have the opportunity and the pleasure of, of talking about our head in the clouds. We're in our second week of our series, and Lindsay did a dynamic job last week. You guys give it up for Lindsay real quick. Get up for Lindsay real quick. Um, if you have your phones and you take notes on your phone, or if you brought a pad and you, ba- you take notes on the notepad or whatever the old way that us old adults used to do, tonight will be one of those nights that you want to do that. Um, Tonight, I have the pleasure of talking about heaven. A lot of times we talk about heaven or you hear people talk about heaven, but nobody really goes into grave detail about heaven. There are two questions that I want to answer tonight. One, what is heaven? And then the other one is, do we belong or do you belong? But before we dive into God's word, man, let's, um, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for an opportunity to be here with these wonderful students and leaders. We ask even right now. In the name of Jesus, that you have your way, God, that you hide me behind the cross, that everything that is said come directly for you, from you. Thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy, and I pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Like, whenever I think about heaven, man, um, there are several things that comes to mind for myself. Uh, one, I think about my daughter. I think about my dad. Um, I had a sister um, that my mom, she, uh, she was born. She, my mom lost her. Um, several years ago before I was born, before my brother was born, I think about my grandmother. I think about other family members. It's the same way with you guys. Whenever you think about heaven, you think about family members that have passed on. And really the, 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 the light of it or the, the joy of it is that you hope that you have the opportunity to see them again. So whenever we talk about heaven, we always talk about people going to a literal place, a literal place. But this is the thing. You can't talk about heaven without talking about, uh, you don't have to cover your ears. You can't talk about heaven without talking about hell. Let me say that one more time. You can't talk about heaven without talking about hell. And this is not me using hell in in a bad way. This is just the, the, the crux of it. You can't talk about one without talking about the other. And please understand this, is that one place is for believers and the other one is for unbelievers. It is almost to the point that you have to make a decision, man, which one um, you, you're going to. And based on your decision, will determine that. If you decide, man, I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to live the life of a Christian, I'm going to live the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. If you decide, well, you know what, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm going to live the way I want to live, do what I want to do. It's Burger King, have it my way, right away. I'm going to do whatever I want to do, fulfill my fleshly desires. I'm going to do every single thing the world tells me to do. Chances are you will not have the, you won't be able to experience eternity with Jesus in heaven. You'll be separated from him forever. There's a Bible verse I'm going to read, and I'm going to break it down real quick, and then I'm going to transition and keep going through everything that I need to get through tonight. The first thing is this, in order for me to tell you there's a little heaven, there's a little hell, hell I got to uh, read Luke chapter 16, verses 22 through 24, and this is what it reads. It says, the poor man died and was carried by angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. 
and in Hades. Hades is another reference for hell. Uh, whenever you look at it in the Greek, it says grave. Um, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to, di to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. Like, that is real. And there's like four things I want to point out to you before I even dive into what um, heaven is. The first thing is this. Both men had a testimony. Both men had a testimony. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that one man died and went to Abraham's bosom. Um, some translation, the Bible says the other man died. He just died. And the other thing about this, about having a testimony, is that this man's name is mentioned. It says Lazarus' name is mentioned. So all of us have a testimony, whether our testimony is good or bad. The other thing I notice about the text is this. There is a transition. What do I mean when I say there is a transition? At some point, you are checking up out of here. You are not staying here forever. At some point, we're all going to die. That is a guarantee. All of us are going to die at some point. There is a transition. Both men died, and they both transitioned to totally different places. The other thing I noticed about this is this, is that both men had addresses. Just like you have an address of the house that you live in right now, whether it's Riverwood, my wife and I, we live in, uh, I don't want to say that, somebody may come visit me. Um, we live in Evans. We live in Evans. But our house has an address, and that address tells everybody where I live. And just like the man in this particular text here, he had an address. Lazarus had an address, and the, uh, the rich man had an address too. So we have an address. The other thing that really jumps out to me is this. That was an atmosphere. What do I mean when I say there's an atmosphere? What I mean when I say that is this. The Bible says that the um, rich man could feel what was going on where he was. He could feel it. He could feel it. He said, will you go and ask Abraham to dip? Like, it had to be hot. He, he didn't say get a cup of water. He said just dip his finger just so he could just have some sense of just cooling down. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for us as believers? What does that mean for us if you decide that you, you haven't given your life to Christ? At some point, we're going to all experience a different atmosphere. One atmosphere is one of joy. The other atmosphere of one of just pure torture. And this is not one of these messages, man. This is not a turn or burn message where I'm trying to get you to turn and give your life. It's not that. I want you to know the information that is in the Bible because a lot of times we have our heads in the clouds and we begin to think that things are not real. And I'm here to tell you right now that heaven and hell is a literal place for literal people. So before I tell you uh, anything else, uh, anything else I got to kind of tell you what heaven is. The Bible refers as heaven as being um, God's dwelling place. It said this, God's dwelling place. Another reference, it talks about heaven um, um, being the planet, the stars, and the universe. The other part talks about heaven being an atmosphere, atmosphere of the surroundings of the earth. Please understand this. Heaven is a real place where the people of God will dwell or live one day. It's also a real place where God and angels live. There was a person in the Bible, um, and I, I honestly believe that it is Paul, where Paul says that he was called up into the third heaven. And when Paul was called up into the third heaven, Paul saw things that he was not even allowed to tell. 
He couldn't tell what he saw. He couldn't tell the experience that he had. So all the movies that you have seen that says that somebody went to heaven, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe it's true because this is the thing. If heaven is better than this place here, why in the world would I want to go there, get a taste of it, and then come back? That would be equivalent to, like, like me, man, I don't eat a lot of steak, right? But I love me some lamb. I can eat some lamb chops for days, right? That would be equivalent to you put a plate of lamb chops in front of me and let me taste one of them and then taking the plate away. I'm going to look at you like, man, why would you, why, why would you tease me like that? Why would you do that to me? That's the same thing here. I, I don't believe that if you go there that you're going to want to come back, that you're, like you're going to have desire to come back because the Bible talks about heaven being a place of joy where there's no more pain, no more suffering. Think about this here. For all y'all, your boyfriend has broke up with you. Like, would you want to come back? Like, like, really? And have to deal with that no good joker again? Somebody said, no, I won't. I don't like him like that anyway. Girl, you know you love him. You know you love him. You know you love him. Same thing with girls. Same thing with girls. Like, would you want to come back and have to deal with that? You would not. You would not. The Bible gives um, um, several descriptions of what heaven is. Several descriptions of what heaven is. The Bible tells us that heaven will have, it has many mansions, many mansions, many of them, that there's more than one. There's more than one. The Bible also talking about it being a place of worship. If you think worship around this place is awesome, imagine worshiping Jesus 24-7. Let me say that one more time. If you think worship around this place is awesome, imagine worshiping Jesus 24-7. Like, like, that's what's amazing right there. Because if I said this, imagine you going to a football game for two and a half hours and your team winning the game, you screaming, ah, ah, go Ohio State. Oh, sorry, sorry. Roll Tide, roll Tide, baby, roll Tide. I could say go dogs, but, you know, we, we, hadn't, we hadn't won a championship since 1980. Since I was born, since 1980 was the last time that, I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, 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 but it's a place of worship. It's a place of worship. The other thing, um, the Bible, as it referenced heaven, it talks about it's a place for all nations, all nations, all people. And there's worship. There's black. There's white. There's Hispanic. There's Japanese. There, you name it. It's a place for everybody. It's not a place where, where you exclude people. It's a place where everybody that believes in Jesus is there. Not only that, um, it's a place filled with peace, joy, and worship, and praise. It's, it's all, not only that, it's a place where it says the streets are gold. How many of y'all got gold on right now? You got gold on right now. You got some gold on. You got some, you got some gold on. You got some bling bling. You got some bling bling on, right? You got some bling bling? Imagine being in a place where the streets are gold. The streets are gold. Like, that is amazing to me, that God will create a place like that for heaven. That's a description of heaven. The other thing it says, it's also a place where the tree of life resides. And if you don't know what the tree of life is, 
The tree of life is that same tree that was in the garden in the garden when Adam and Eve decided to do something they had no business doing. So at some point, God is going to restore everything that was messed up. He's going to go back to the part where we were where 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 Adam and Eve was able to worship with him and fellowship with him. And they knew no wrong. At some point, we're going to get back to that point again. Not only that, it's a place where the light of God resides. There will be no, no reason for the sun, anything like that, because the, the S-O-N will be shining in that place. This is the place, this is how heaven is described. So let me go ahead and a- answer the question, the first question. What is heaven? What is, what is heaven? The first thing is this. Heaven is home for the believers. That's your first point. To answer the question, what is heaven? Heaven is home for believers. Heaven is home for believers. This is what the Bible says in um, John 14, verses 1 through 2. It says this, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe, so, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you that I go and prepare a place for you? That means that I have a home. Heaven is home for us. Heaven is home for the believer. It's home for the person that makes a decision to give their life to Jesus Christ. It is home for them. It is home where, you, where you, you're able to sleep in peace and comfort. And every single person here, you, you, live, you live somewhere, whether it's in Evans or in Augusta or in Martinez. All of us live in different places. And your home is a, it's a home for you. You like your home, right? You like your room, right? You like your room, right? Right? Oh, talk back to me now. Come on, talk back to me. You like your room, right? All right, right. You don't want nobody else in your room, right? Why? Why you don't want nobody else in your room? Because it's my room. Because it's my room. But this is the thing. When we get to heaven, and, and it has many mansions, the home that we have, the home belongs to our daddy. And our daddy has invited us in. Because he wants us to live with him. He says, I'll go and prepare a place for you. Not only that, and, and, and um, Luke 23 and 42 through 43, this is what he says to um, the other guy that was on, on, the, on the other cross. He says, and he said, Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. This is the other thief that is on the cross. And Jesus tell him in, in, in the midst of agony, in the midst of dying, that because you believe in me, instantly you have the opportunity to experience heaven. So what is heaven? Heaven is home for us. Please understand this. You are not meant to live on this earth forever. You are just passing by. You're just passing through. That's all you're doing. You're just passing through. The Bible also says this in Hebrews 13 and 14. He says, for we have no, no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. What city is that? It's talking about heaven. It's talking about Jerusalem. It's talking about the city that's going to come for us. It's talking about the home that Jesus has for us. So the question is, this, what is heaven? First point. Heaven 
It's home for the believers. It's home for the believers. Everybody's not going to have the opportunity to go there. I know you may have heard that everybody is going. I'm sorry to tell you that is not the case. Just like everybody don't go to Greenbrier. Somebody like, right? Wolf, is it Wolfpack? Wolfpack, dog? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was trying to be cool like Wolfpack, but, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm ACS, baby, all day long. I'm Augusta Christian. I like Augusta Christian now. Uh, Lions, you know. Maybe it's Harlem Bulldogs, right? Look at that, Harlem Bulldogs. Maybe it's, maybe it's Grove Town, Grove Town Warriors, right? Right? Uh, what's the other one? Maybe it's the Evans Knights. Maybe it's the Evans Knights, right? Right? Okay, give me one. Give me two. This is the thing. That's your school, and everybody don't go there. Everybody don't have the opportunity to go there. You go to the school based on the, the county or the area that you live. That's how you get to go to that school. But in order for you to go to where God wants you to go, you have to accept him and believe in him. The next thing is this. The next thing is this. Not only is it home for the believer, heaven is a place of comfort for the believer. Why do I say that? This is in Revelation 21. This is what it says. He says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, holy city. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adored for her husband. And I heard a voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed of way. Wouldn't you, just let's be real for a second. Wouldn't you like a world or a place where there's no more dying? I mean, like, like really, like, like I'm just I'm asking a question. Like, wouldn't you like a place? Wouldn't you like a place, man, where you don't have to wear a mask? Like, wouldn't you like a place where where? You actually can go to a University of Georgia football game. Like, everybody can go, and the, the, the stands is actually packed. Wouldn't you like it if, 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 for those that have lost family members, that they didn't die? Wouldn't you like it that when things go wrong in your family, that there's no more crying, there's no more pain, there's no more suffering? Wouldn't you like it if, if, if it was no more cancer? No more death, no more sickness or anything like that. When you like, no more heart attacks, no more strokes, none of that. When you go to heaven, it is a place of comfort where these things that's going on in the world right now, it doesn't happen. There's no more pain, no more suffering at all. It is a perfect place because there's a perfect God there. That's what he says. It's a new Jerusalem, new earth, new heaven. But this is the thing. If it's a new home, for, for a new home it must also mean there must be a new person. Because the old things have passed away. That means that I have changed. The Bible talks about we're going to get a new glorified body. That we're going to be able to experience every single thing that Christ experienced when he rose from the dead. That's what the Bible talks about. It's a place of comfort for us. No more pain. Where you don't have headaches. Like, like... What, what, like a place where 
like what I said earlier, when somebody break your heart, like there's no more crying. Like, like a place where when you get, when your parents get, make you mad and you want to tell them off. But like, like, can you just imagine that? It is a perfect place. Please understand. I already said this. Everybody's not going there. Everybody talks about heaven, but not everybody's going there. Everybody talks about heaven, but not everyone is living the life that God has designed for us to live. Not only that, not only that, heaven is hope for the believer. It's hope for the believer. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 8 and 18. For I consider the suffering of this present time is not worthy to compare with the glory that is to be revealed in us. John 14 and and 3 and 4 says this, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may also be. Like, like, like it's hope for us that at some point we're going to have the opportunity to experience that. See, a lot of times we want, we want everything that the world has to offer us right now. We want it, it like we, we're such a microwave. We want it fast. Like we want to be, um, we want to have our flesh fulfilled right now. We want every single thing now. That's why people end up doing things they have no business doing at such a young age because we want it right now that we're not looking forward to something better. We're not looking forward to something that is yet to come. And what God is trying to tell us is this. I have something better for you. You don't have to want it right now. You don't have to want it right now. And I get it, man. I totally get it. That when your flesh starts talking, it starts talking. And when your flesh begins, starts winning, your flesh wins. Am I right? Am I right about it? Am I right or wrong? Maybe I'm just talking to the the soundboard or something. I I don't know. But I don't know. Because, I mean, I was a teenager, too. And I get it. I get it. When I was in high school, man, I wasn't thinking nothing about heaven at all. The only time I thought about heaven was somebody, when somebody died. That was the only time I thought about it. No other time. But now that I have a relationship with Jesus, now I have a relationship with Jesus, man, I think about that because I understand that this place that I'm living right now is not my home. It's not my home. It's not. At some point, I'm going to transition out of this place. I'm going to leave this place. And I want to be able to experience the the, the full glory of God. I want to be able to experience that. I've read on Facebook and read on um, Instagram and other places, man, that people are begging for Jesus to come back. They're begging him to come back. Man, but everybody don't want that. Everybody don't want that. Why? Because I don't want to die because I want to be able to do what I want to do, God. I want to experience everything that I possibly can experience before I die, God. I want to experience Sex. That's just being real. That's how some of you, I want to experience, I want to know what it feels like, God. I just want to know. But that's how how we think. And don't sit there and look at me like I'm crazy and think that you don't think like that. God, I I want to know what it feels like to get drunk. I want to know what it feels like to be high. God, I got, I got to know. I got to know, God. I, I just want to know. Just let me do it one time. Just one time. Just one time. Just one time. What ends up happening, we end up fulfilling our fleshy desires 
that we miss what it is that God has for us. So that's what heaven is. But the next question is this. Do you belong? Do you belong? Uh, I went into um, our worship leader's office, I think maybe this week or last week, and I was telling him kind of about the message, and I asked a question about do we belong, and it kind of took him off guard. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He was like, man, he said, truth be told, man, you know, none of us really belong. Like, none of us really belong. Oh, none of us really deserve to go to heaven. That's, that's truth be told. Like, there is nothing that you have done that you really deserve to be there. There's nothing. The Bible talks about how all of us are just filthy rags. All of us are just um, decide to go our own way. None of us truly deserve it at all. But only because of the love and the grace of God that we have the opportunity to experience that. It's only because of him. It's only because of his death, his burial, and his resurrection that we have the opportunity to experience any of that. Only because of him. So if we're going to ask ourselves, do, we, do, do you belong or do I belong? You got to first look at the whole crux of everything that has happened. You got to look at the fact that Jesus died on a cross for your sins. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 9 and 22. It says, basically says this. It says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. If Jesus did not shed his blood for you, there's no remission of sin. What does that mean? There's no forgiveness at all. There's not an opportunity to experience heaven. Without Jesus dying on a cross for your sins, you will not have the opportunity to experience heaven. You will not have the opportunity to experience heaven. So do, you, do, do we belong? Do we belong? That is the question. That is the question. So let me answer that question for you. There are three things I want to point out to say if we belong. The first thing is this. People that acknowledge that Jesus is real is people that belong. That's the people that belong. Why do I say that? This is what he says in John 14 and 1. He says, let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. People that acknowledge that he is real. You guys go to school with people that don't believe in God. Unless you go to a Christian school, but even then at that point, you still have students that don't believe in God. And what, what's sad is this, is that you say you believe in God, but your actions say something else. I hope that Jesus, he calling for you. Come on home, come on home. People that acknowledge that Jesus is real, that's, for pe that's people that belong there. That's who belong there. People that say, you know what, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. N not for show for my friends, but they begin to act and live the life that God has designed for us to live. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. He says, because if you confess, your, confess with your mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, 
everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. When you acknowledge that he is real, when you acknowledge that Jesus is the one and only one, only way to heaven, there's not, there's not multiple ways. There's not 10 ways to get there. There's only one way. The Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way and the, he said, I'm the resurrection and the way. He said, I, I am the way. There ain't no other way. There ain't no other door you're going to go through. That, no, you're not doing that. He says, I am the way. So, so who gets to go there? People that believe that he exists. People that believe that he is real. That's who gets to go there. And I know you may feel like, man, this is a lot of information. And, and I get it. I, I, I get it. It's probably one of the most challenging messages that I've had to teach, to be totally honest, because it's so much information. And it's not, it's not one of those messages where you get really super excited because I'm telling you that God's going to do this and God's got a plan for you. And I, It's not one of those super excited. It's much more, much more teaching because at the end of the day, I want you to know the information so that you can make a solid decision about whether you're going to give your life to Jesus or not. It is that serious. And I don't know if you're paying attention to everything that is going on in our world today. There is a ton of things going on that is trying to get you distracted so that you won't believe in Jesus. A ton of things going on. The enemy is just running rapid. He is having a party right now. A party. And you know what we're doing? We're joining the party. We're having fun with him. We're playing church. We said we love Jesus, but your actions say something totally different. It says something totally different. So who belongs? It's people that acknowledge that Jesus is real. Like he's real. He's real. The next thing is this. People that acknowledge that this life is temporary. It's temporary. I, I can speak on that for days. Trust me, for days. This life is temporary. You could be here today and gone tomorrow. Just like that. Just like that. Some of y'all in here have friends that have died in car accidents. They're on their way home from hanging out with you or hanging out from, with somebody else, died in a car accident. Life like, is temporary. It's not the Bible talks about us being like a vapor, man. And you ever seen a vapor? You know a vapor? You see it, and then in a moment, it is gone, just like that. It is that serious when it comes to your salvation. You don't get another opportunity to give your life to Jesus when you die. There is, no, there is another opportunity. The opportunity that you have is the opportunity right now to give your life to him. It is that serious. It is more important than when you decide what college you're going to go to. It is more important than going to a football game. It is more important than your friends that you talk to all night long. It is so much more important than that. It is that serious. Life is temporary. The Bible says this in John 14. He says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and take you to myself. If he's going to prepare a place for us, he's going to come back to get us. He's coming back to get us. Why? Because he understands that this life is temporary. Jesus died and rose again. Why? Because this, the body that I have is not designed to live forever. 
And I know, man, 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 how many drivers do I have in here? You like, you actually drive. Okay, all right. How many of you, some people just got their license? You just got your license, right? Maybe. And, and this is the thing. When I was a teenager, I thought that I, you know, I thought I could not get hurt. I really did. I, I, really, I can't be, begin to tell you how many speeding tickets this brother here got. Let me tell you. I mean a ton of them. I'm riding, going 80, 90 miles per hour straight down the highway, chilling with the windows down, music blasting, having fun. I'm just living it up because I'm thinking in my mind, no matter what happened, it ain't going to hurt this dude right here. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the dude, man. I ain't worrying about life. I can eat what I want. I can go get me some crystals, man, at 2 o'clock in the morning after hanging out with some friends. I know, I know, man, but you know what? You, you are so right. It is disgusting, but you know what? I was not thinking that when I was 16 and 17 and 18 and 19 years old. You know what I was thinking? Man, I'm going to live forever. I'm the man. I got everything under control, dog. Until. Until this happened. I was leaving my house, my friend and I, um, leaving my house, because I, I live like three minutes or four or five minutes from the school. I'm walking to football practice. And when I walk to football practice, I get there and there's an ambulance there. And I get there, right? And when I get there, my, my cousin has just passed out. He's passed out. Passed out. He's 16 years old. On the football field. Passed out. Instantly, dead, gone, just like that. The story is on ESPN. It was all over the news everywhere. Everybody's talking about it, just like that, in a moment. That's why you can't take life for granted. You can't take, take the relationship that you have with your parents for granted. You can't take that stuff for granted. You can't. You can't. Life is temporary. The other people that belong is people that leave their old life and pick up a new life. What do I mean when I say this? Galatians um, 2 and 11 says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. People that belong is people that have made a decision to leave their old life and pick up their new life. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. Like that, that, is, that, that is the whole crux of it. So if you're asking yourself, man, do you belong? The question is that have you, have you, have you stopped doing what the, your old life and picked up your new life? Like have you stopped doing that? Because at some point you've got to make a decision. Now, your head can be in the clouds and think this stuff ain't real. It is. It, it is that serious. Why not be the person that sets the example in your family? Why, why not? Why not be, may, maybe you're expecting your parents to be the spiritual um, person in family, but they're not doing it. Why, why can't that be you? Like, why not? Why, why not you? 
Why not you? Why not? You can do that. And I know you're probably asking yourself, man, like, why is, why is Patrick even talking about all this? Why, why is it important for me to know what heaven is and who, and who belongs there? Let me tell you why it's important. The reason why it's important is this. God wants you to know his desire is to live with him, live with you and not hide anything from you. That's his desire. His desire is for you to know the truth and the truth will set you free. His desire is to spend eternity with you. Pastor Bobby talks about this all the time on Sundays, how the Bible, it, 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 it's, it, the Bible is one of the greatest love stories ever told. It's the greatest love story ever told. And the, and, and the letter is written for us because he loves us. He doesn't want to hide anything from us. He, he wants you to know what heaven is like. He wants you to know about this place that he's telling you. He wants you to know. Why would he tell you in his word, it's a place where the streets have gone? Why would he tell you it's a place where there is no more pain? Like, like why would he tell you that? Because he loves you. He loves me. And he wants to spend eternity with you. Unlike the devil. Like he's already lost. He does not have the victory at all. He is already lost. How do I know that? Because God has put it in his word. Like we win, y'all. We win. We win so we'll have the opportunity to go to heaven. We win because he won when he died on the cross for us. We win because he got up. And God wants you to experience every single thing that he has for you. That's why he wrote his word. Because his desire is to spend eternity with you. That's his desire. And there's nothing greater than that. Knowing that someone loves me that much that they want to spend eternity with me. Regardless of my faults, regardless of what I've done wrong, regardless of how many times I neglected the person, regardless of whether I prayed to him or whether I even said thank you, he still wants to spend eternity with me. And the only thing that I got to do is make a decision just to give my life to him. That's all I got to do. And when I made the decision to give my life to him, that I begin to walk and live out the life that God has designed for me. So what is heaven? Heaven is home for the believers. Real simple. Who belongs there? Any person that confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. You guys close your eyes for a second real quick. Maybe you're in here and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe this is the first time you ever heard somebody talk about heaven or hell or any, anything like that. Maybe, that. maybe this is your first time ever hearing it. Maybe it's not your first time. And really, you're just confirming everything that you, everything that you believe. Or maybe you have questions about your, 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 your um, eternity. Maybe you have questions about your salvation. Whatever it is, when you guys go to small group, 
Ask the questions of you. Ask your small group leader questions that you want answers to. Ask the questions. They may not have the answer in the moment, but I promise you this, that they'll get the answers for you. I promise you they will. I'm going to ask um, right now, just keep your eyes closed real quick. If there's anyone in here that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you have not given your life to Jesus. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up real quick. You have not given your life to Jesus. You haven't made a decision to give your life to him at all. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up. Okay. If there's anyone in here that you, you feel that you, at one point, you were, you were, you were real gung-ho for God. You were focused on God. You were, you were just like going just at a hundred. And then all of a sudden, you've kind of fallen off. You, you don't have that same desire anymore. You, you, don't, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't feel that fire anymore that you like, man, you know what? I just need to read that. I just need to kind of give my life back to him. Like, and, and I need to do that. I need you to slip your hand up real quick. got you. I'm going to pray for both groups of those people. And what I want you to do is this. When you go to small group, I want you to talk to your small group leader. If you don't talk to them, man, please, 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 I cannot stress this enough to you. If you don't get a chance to talk to them before you leave tonight, please come and find me. I want to talk to you. I want to. I love you enough to tell you the truth, because I want what's best for you. God, we just thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for your mercy, God. Thank you so much, God, for who you are in our lives. And God, just pray right now, God, for the person that's made a decision to give their lives to you. I pray right now, God, that you wrap your arms around them, that you place ministering angels all around them, God and that they begin to minister to them and that they begin to understand, God, that you have called them for such a time as this. They begin to understand, God, how much you love them, that they feel love like they've never, ever felt it before. And God, I pray right now, God, for the person that raised their hand and say, God, they want to re- just re-give their lives back to you. They want to rededicate their lives. They want to say, you know what? I may have messed up. I did what was wrong, but I'm ready to just kind of get my life back on track. I'm ready to make a decision to go full steam ahead with the life that God has designed for me. God, I pray for that person. I pray, God, that they have the courage to talk to the small group leader. I pray, God, they have the courage to come have a conversation with me. But more than anything, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they have the courage to have an honest conversation with you And God, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you speak to them and you let them know how much you love them. And they understand that your love surpasses any kind of love that they will ever experience in their lifetime. God, we thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much, God, for the opportunity to share this with these amazing students and these amazing leaders. Have your way in our lives. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. I'll see you guys here next week, man, as we continue in our series. If you made a decision to give your life for Christ or you made a decision to rededicate your life, please, please, please talk to your small group leader before you leave tonight. I'll see you guys here next week. 
as we go into week three of our series, Head in the Clouds. Love you guys. Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next step, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.